yes, it might not be necessarily right to like, you know, want to touch the person's hair or want to touch the person's, you know, like body or like whatever. But then it's, they're very curious because they haven't seen in like um, this type of person. She just called me the other day being like, oh my God, Korean men are so sexy. I'm like, where is this even coming from? <laughs> <laughs> Should I tell your Latin American husband that you like Korean guys? Like. Hello and welcome to another episode. Today's guest is someone who has left Nigeria six years ago to settle down in South Korea. He now has a YouTube channel with over 200,000 subscribers and millions of views where he interviews people on the streets of Seoul in Korean, which he taught himself. Not to mention, he also has a pretty impeccable style. Welcome to Jerry from the YouTube channel K Explorer. I'm really impressed with the fact that you not only moved to Korea, but you taught yourself the language. Um, well, thank you for like the amazing introduction. Um, so coming to Korea was actually um, very interesting because like I just got, you know, like uh, a scholarship from the government and they were like, okay, take all our money, come to Korea and study for five years. And I was like, okay, thank you. I'm going to come out here. I came and I never left since then. Did you ever have a fascination with Korea or was it just because of the scholarship that you ended up going? Honestly, like it's just because of like a scholarship. But I knew about Korea because like my mother, she was a big fan of and she still is a big fan of um, Korean dramas. So like I grew up watching Korean, a lot of Korean dramas. And I knew that Samsung was actually from Korea and it's a South Korean company. And so it was like one of my dreams to actually, you know, um, go to Samsung. So, yeah. Interesting, because, I mean, coming from Africa, I would assume Korean culture is not so popular in Nigeria. Am I wrong? Oh, you are very wrong. You're very, you're, you're off. It's, it's crazy out there. It's crazy. So what is it about the Korean culture that makes Nigerians, like, excited? I mean, what, what is it? I mean, um, back home, they're... It is a big market for Korean dramas in general. I mean, K-pop is also like a thing, but I feel like the drama is like just taking over, you know, like um, the country. And a lot of people actually know about South Korea through like the dramas. So yeah, like I, I think I, I got my first start to Korean dramas back in 20, 2013, 14-ish. Yeah, that was when I got my first start. And um, right now, like, because I haven't been back home for like quite a while now, but like right now I heard that it's a lot bigger, like it's huge. Like when it comes to like Korean, it's like, yeah, everybody knows about South Korea there, almost everybody. So what was your first thought when you got that scholarship? Were you excited to go to Korea? Were you nervous about it? Uh, did you feel like you would have a lot of culture shocks? Oh, I was 100% excited. I wasn't worried about anything. I just wanted to, like, you know, just leave the country, just have a better life for myself in general. I just wanted to, like, you know, see more of the world. And um, that was just, like, the, the thought process, like, in my head, like, when I first got the scholarship. Okay, so walk me through it. You get to Korea. What is What are the first kind of culture shocks that you had to deal with those first especially those first few weeks or few months if you can remember it yeah so uh first of all it's extremely cold very very cold i have never you know like had um been in that amount of cold before like ever in my life it was made no sense and i remember you know, like coming to the country like with sandals because like we're like open toed shoe type of thing like back home but like out here like people don't show their tools except like in summer i came here in february like the coldest month so that was very shocking and the fact that a lot of people smoke out here was was very shocking to me like like just just walking down the street or you're around like the school environment to just see koreans like come out like every other minute to like just take a quick smoke and head back that was I mean, people smoke back home, but like it's not this like much. And um, uh, the one thing that actually shocked me was the way everyone actually looked amazing. Like everyone was well kept. Everyone literally just had you know, like an amazing style. Even if they're going to the convenience store, it's literally like all dripped out, like in just the most basic outfit, but yet very clean, very you know like well put together. So I said like those were. 
like a few things that really shocked me. How did you get treated as an outsider, but also, I mean, as someone who obviously you are black, right? So I I wanted to kind of get a sense of, was there any racism or any discrimination that you felt? Or just that fact that, well, he looks different. Yeah. So fortunately for me, I really haven't had like any cra crazy experiences, honestly. My friends have, unfortunately. But for me, it's more so like the way I try to, you know, understand um, people and also like the culture is coming from Nigeria and, you know, like just um, being in Korea, it's like we share almost like the same type of culture in general in terms of like respecting your elders, things like not to do, like just, just and Nigeria being like a very homogenous society shares like a lot of, you know, like um, similar aspects to Korea. So take for instance, now like a white man, like any white man, like from any part of the world, like comes to crypto, comes goes to Nigeria. Everybody is like all up in that white man's business. This is like they're touching his skin, they're touching his hair. Everybody's like just want to be his friend. They're like, oh my god, like where are you from? You know, type of thing. Which I mean, we're fascinated by him, and I mean, we're not talking about racism in school, like back home. I don't think I could start anywhere, but when I talk about racism in school, but like this person is like very excited and like wants to, oh, okay, like, oh, okay, well, thank you for showing me like this attention. It's the same thing too, like, okay, as black people, when we go to Asian countries, Korea, you have them, oh, okay, um, you, you look very interested where you're from, you know, type of thing. And, you know, yes, it might not be necessarily right to like, you know, want to touch the person's hair or want to touch the person's you know, like body or like whatever, but then it's, they're very curious because they haven't seen in like um this type of person and which was like when you're not in seoul because i went to a city called daejeon so it's more of like the rural area there's still like a lot of foreigners but like back when i came it wasn't that much but still coming from um a homogeneous society to another homogeneous society as a person of color it's just as interesting as when a foreign person a white person to speak goes to nigeria it's like the same treatment and although like i i find it like very sad that um when maybe koreans or like other asians like tend to do that it's actually you know like called racism but for me i think like it's um curiosity because it's like it's a very homogenous society it's not as diverse so it totally makes sense you can just educate them like you know later on you know yeah I like that you say that because because I think nowadays we're quick to yell racism when someone may just be curious like wow your hair is different can I touch your hair and people get really offended which I don't know I have never been on that side of it so maybe I don't have a personal experience where that can get annoying but I think if it's the first time that you see a person that doesn't look like you your first your first feeling should be I, I'm curious about this person you know and and I think it's genuine and I think it's sweet and it's kind of um, you know, this naive kind of uh, fresh, uh, you know, outlook on life, where a lot of times here in Canada, in the US, we try to fight it. You know, we're just like, oh, no, no, don't ask them about their hair, because they're going to get offended. They're going to say, it's, what is it? What do they call it? Like, um, some sort of like, uh, microaggression, I have no idea. But sometimes it is just that curiosity you know, because we are different. And I think that's something sweet. And I, I I do like the way that you put it, that you said, like, I personally don't see it as any kind of discrimination. It's just, I'm different. I know it. They know it. And that's it. Yeah, apparently, you know, we're just like, you know, kids at the end of the day, you know, like when you take a kid, like, so you can't just like they're excited. They want to like, you know, touch everything. So yeah. Exactly. But you said your friends had a different experience. Was it, you know, something oh, about that? yeah yeah like sometimes i hear like some shocking stories and i'm like oh my god like that is oof, okay well i'm sorry that happened to you so for them it's like they don't necessarily like okay they speak very good korean better korean than me like excellent just like koreans and usually you can't really tell like where someone is from like over a phone call if they speak like a language like just like a native level you can tell and they happen to you know i like, speak korean just as good and they're looking for, you know, like a certain type of job. They are applying for a certain type of job. And when they actually go there in person, they don't get the job because of the way they look like they're old. They're like, oh no, like we don't want you. We thought, you know, like you were, I don't know what they were thinking, but like they just didn't, they never got the job because they were, I don't know if it was because they were black, but I've heard a lot of my black friends tell me that. Yeah. So obviously there's still some discrimination. 
which is understandable in a way because as I said, it's a homogenous society. Someone that doesn't look like you immediately causes fear. Um, so I, in a way, I mean, not that it makes sense, but you can understand that in some way, shape or form. It's, yeah, a hundred percent. Otherwise, has it been easy for you to integrate into society, to make friends? How, how has that experience been? Yeah. So for me, I'm a very introverted person. Like I don't tend to go out as much. Like I just, I'm home all day, just, just doing my stuff. So I have a social life, but, um, but then it's like when you don't tend to go out as much, I, I feel like you would um you would not have like crazy experiences and you tend to have you, you tend to have um have a life very easy, like in the country you are. But then like when you're out and about and like just um going about your day, you you might tend to, you know, like have um ups and downs, you know, like in like in your environment. So for me, I would definitely say like just just being indoor has you know, like um helped i would say in just like just integrating myself like in the korean society and trying to understand the culture like as much as possible like okay why they do this i'm not all excited about like everything they do i yeah i'll just keep my political you know like beliefs to myself but uh but in terms of like just general life how people react how they go about things i just try to understand it and what doesn't like sit right with me i just okay like i'm i, I just back off from it that's interesting that you mentioned that you're an introvert because I feel like Nigeria and Korea, if we had to put a name to it, Nigeria would be the extrovert <laughs> culture. hundred <laughs> And any kind of East Asian culture is still more, way more introverted. So is that why you feel more comfortable in Korea? Um, hundred percent. Yeah. It's a life out here. Like it's very calm, very, um, although people say like, it's actually very fast paced and all that. But for me, it's like, it's, it's calm, like in a different type of way. It's, it's not as like outgoing as maybe like back home, like where everybody's like very agile and all that. I'm like, no, I just, I just want a very chill moment. Just leave me alone. Just want to, you know, be like, you know, in my, in my very close space. So I'll definitely say like, that is one of the reasons you know, like I've been out here for like quite a while. So you got tired of the kind of the, the culture of Nigeria where everybody was in everybody's business. Was that kind of one of the things that got to you? A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I would definitely say, um, yeah, a hundred percent. But that one is uh, one of the reasons, but also like one of the, the most biggest reason is definitely in like just to um, experience the world more to just, just further, you know, like better my, my life in general. And I, and, and speaking of, you know, being introverted, I have noticed when I was watching your videos, because, you know, I'm also someone who interviews people on the street, but the way you do it, it has a very different vibe to it. Like you, you, you're very, you listen to people incredibly well, like you're very calm and you have this very calm energy, which I've also seen people comment on your videos, like, wow, you really know how to ask the questions and to listen. And I was like, wow, this guy really like you're in the moment, you're listening to them. And you do have that kind of calm energy, which I think works really well for interviews. So being an introvert, though, how did you get into starting a YouTube channel? Not only starting a YouTube channel where you're sitting in front of the camera, but you're actually going out and talking to people on the street, because that's not something uh, an introvert would feel comfortable in. I, up until this day, like, I don't feel very comfortable doing it. Um, yeah, it's still like a nightmare, but um, I, I would say it's... Um... The reason why I started doing what I was like, what I'm doing is because there's so much to Korea that like than than K-pop and like in K-drama, and uh, I just wanted to like just show people like that side of Korea, and although like some topics I make might not really sit well with some certain type of people, but I just feel like you know we, we should just like get the um, get the information or like just get what the culture is about out there to like all the people that might be interested in, in the culture. And what are the topics that don't sit well with people? Oh, a lot. A, not a lot, but like heavy topics like are Koreans, uh, what like do, do Koreans discriminate against um, foreigners or Koreans racist or um, what uh, may, maybe like what do South Koreans and like think about Africa like though of course like content like that might get like a lot of um traction but then everybody's like you know quick to jump on and call them you know like um 
dumb or you know like very like they're not well and like informed about in like Africa you know like and all that I'm like it's not so like you browse the internet you like you that is judging these people based on like their answers it's not so like you browse the internet and look up I don't know um like it's certain like Czech Republic you, you don't do that exactly like what do you know about Czech Republic so stuff like that the answers might not work but I feel like people are just like quick to um jump on on like you know the um calling you know like um koreans a certain type of and like way which i mean like that is not a reason why i made the video you know yeah it's interesting too because i went through your uh channel and the videos that get the highest traction have to do with black in in korea that's that's a huge topic and and it tends to do really well for japanese channels as well so there's obviously like a huge fascination with that and i find that something that i can really relate to because whenever i make videos that are more controversial they get watched so much and then people also get on and you know to say like well this is so negative why are you making negative content so if i make fuzzy and sweet content it doesn't do well it just no one cares so we we get put in <laughs> we get put in this spot right we get put in that spot where it's like we get the views from making controversial con content you know and it's not that we're trying to make clickbaity content it's that people actually enjoy controversial content and then they hate you for it i know then why did you click on the video you know why did you click on the video oh man yeah. That's exactly it. Like that, you know, like I did a video about Dutch people saying like, oh, Americans are so fake and, and they're so, uh, you know, like they don't say what they mean. And people went really, they got really upset, but I think I got 100,000 likes on, on Instagram. And then, then I'm like, so tell me not to make those videos because those are the ones that get the views. And then I tried to counteract that with a sweet video afterwards, which didn't get the views. So <laughs> it is what it is. But what is, I mean, going out on the street and, and asking questions to people, that's difficult. Um, how how has it been in terms of Korea and Seoul in particular? I guess you record most of it in Seoul, right? If not all the videos? Oh, uh, oh no. Oh no. It's 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 never easy. That's like that I would say like that is why I don't like my job. It's not easy, but like a lot of people are very um are very kind. So, you know, like stop, but still like a good chunk of them, like don't even, you know, like stop. So that is why if you watch the videos, you mostly find out that like I have a younger audience, like a very young people, like very young people, like being in the video compared to like maybe me thirties or like older, because like me thirties, older is like, it, it's a lot harder to like get them to stop for videos compared to like, you know, younger people. Yeah, I find it super interesting as well, like how people react to not just answering the questions around the world, but how they react to being stopped. I, I'm assuming that Koreans, even if they walk away or they're not comfortable, they'll like smile and they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but no, no. you got no. it all wrong. <laughs> no, are no, they? No. Did they it's just brutal. kind of, they walk past you? Okay, they're, they're different type of um people. So the ones that just straight up ignore you, which is, is totally fine. Or the ones that pretend they don't understand what you're saying. Meanwhile, I mean, come on, like it's. I, I know you understand what I'm saying. Or the ones that are just straight up. Okay, they listen to you. They'll be like, okay, yeah, sure. Like you're chatting with you. I'm like, it's a video. Like I'm trying to make a video. It's a video. I'm like, oh, I don't want my face to be, you know, be out. I'm like, oh, okay, well, thank you. Like because I usually like come up front, like we um with my intentions. Excuse me. I'm making a video about you know a certain topic. It's for a YouTube. Um, it, it's for YouTube. Can you give me like two seconds, two minutes of your time? That's it. So like I already outlined like what I'm gonna you know like be um, my intentions of stopping you. But still, it seems like for some reason like some of them just I don't know skips your mind. Yeah, I've realized what's really nice is to have an incentive for them to stop. But I was in Poland. I had vodka. And I just said, do you want vodka or candy? And we made oh. that as a nice segment. But it's nice for them to get something at the end. And that way, it, it's a little bit. So figure out what Koreans like and then just offer it to them. That is really good. How, how, how do you do that? Like, oh, my God, I want, I want to let you carry your process. <laughs> Honestly, I the reason I realized that is because I was one stop that was in Mexico. And I'm walking with my mom. And this guy was creating a YouTube video. And he had, like, no subscribers. This guy just started out. But he had figured out this process before I have. You know, I've been doing this for eight years. 
and he had vodka or chocolate and my mom immediately went oh my god i want to i want to have a shot of vodka so we stopped and i was like okay this was a great idea for you know to get people to stop so i tried it out as well when i was uh traveling europe i did it in a few places and it works like people want to have something even if, even if it's something small it's a good incentive yeah that's amazing i think i should start doing that they, they love to drink out here soju i'm pretty sure you know soju they love yes soju. Yes, and you can have a big sign saying, stop, do an interview and get a shot of soju. And if you can get put, even put that out, you, you have to, you, you, you don't have to do a lot of work, then it's just easier, you know? But that's yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> well, I usually, whenever I go out to make a video, like how long does it take you? Oh, it depends. You know, I think it depends so much on where I'm filming it because certain countries are easier than other countries. Um, but normally I, I think what I, what I like to do is I like to ask three questions in one go. That way I can create three separate videos without stopping more people. So, you know, let's say you and I talk, I'll ask you three questions. You're going to be in three different videos and that works really well. But I think overall, it usually takes about four or five hours to record a video. Like it's not quick because you're counting on people to stop and that's difficult. I've been in that position time and time again. And like in certain countries, it's just painful. It's like you're being rejected over and over again. And it's fine if you're being rejected politely, but oftentimes <laughs> you feel like a knife salesman or something go to going to door to door. You're like, Oh wow, this hurts. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, no, seriously, it's yeah. That, that like some days, uh, yeah, there's some days like that for me. It's just, it's just, it's just so bad. Like days like that, I just come back home. I'm like, no, I don't want to do anything. Yeah, because and it's funny. Like going through your videos, you would never say that you look so calm, composed. You know, the the, the interviews are so calm. Like no one's in any rush, but that's what happens behind the scenes. Like people don't know how much work it is to create a video like that. They don't, they don't. Yeah. So tell me about, um, you know, so you've been here for six years. What is something that you really enjoy about living in Korea? Let's start with a positive question. <laughs> living in Korea, oof, a lot of things, honestly. So uh, the opportunities to get in Korea as a foreigner is, it's pretty much, although like everything boils down to like the type of visa you have. So if you have the resident visa a proper visa you definitely have like a lot of opportunities and um in terms of just the safe seats i mean at this point like everyone knows like korea to like be extremely safe and the service in general services are amazing so i'm talking about restaurants i'm talking about just getting banks just just getting things done in general because i recently came back from europe recent like just well, a couple of days ago I love Korea. Korea, Korea service is just—it's amazing. I mean, Europeans. Oof, I, mm, I, I have a lot to say about their service, but um, I'll definitely say you know like services in Asia because I've been to Japan, China, and also Korea. It's impeccable. They're amazing when it comes to that. So I feel like those are you know the things that like living in Korea. Yeah, it's interesting because I've heard as well that like Asian airlines, like Korean airlines are incredible. I remember flying with Lufthansa. It's, it was just terrible. And it's supposed to be one of the best airlines in the world. And I'm like, is it? It was terrible. Like they don't know. You're, I'm sorry to say Europeans, but you don't know how to do customer service. They don't. They really don't. They're, they're kind of, it's like they're doing you a service. They're almost doing you a favor. Like I'm not supposed to be doing this, but here's your sandwich. You know, I this, know it's just it's just a completely different world. You know, this lady, this was during COVID. She was walking around and she was like yelling at everyone, like in this thick German accent, like put your masks on. And it was she wasn't like sweet about it. She was genuinely yelling at people. So like why 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 yeah. just be nice, you know, just be nice. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And uh where were you in Europe? Where did you go? Paris and London. Hmm, yeah. I can see that, especially with yeah. Paris. Ex oh, especially with Paris. <laughs> especially, yes, it's, oh man. Have you been out here to like um, Asia? I haven't actually been to East Asia at all, at all. And I'm so, actually Korea was 
it's just far. That's the only issue. Like it can get very expensive, but Japan, Japan and Korea um, was, is very high on my list, you know, and that's actually how I found you. Cause I was just looking through Korea and you're, you know, the first person that pops up when you look up Korea, which is, you know, congratulations, you've got that I, market. And, and people are so fascinated by Korea. Like the culture is so interesting, you know, as is Japan. I, um, and so like, there's such an obsession with I have a friend she's Russian and she lives in Latin America her husband is Panamanian but she just called me the other day being like oh my god Korean men are so sexy I'm like where is this even coming from (laughs) 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 should I tell your Latin American husband that you like Korean guys like she got obsessed with Korean men all of a sudden and it's just a thing, you know, and it's it's really a thing, like not just being, you know, into Korean women, but into Korean men like that, you know, that pop culture, that Korean pop culture is just it's taking over the world, you know. It is 100 percent. And how it actually works is like when it comes to Japan, people are more interested in their women opposed to the men. And when it comes to Korea, it's just like the men. That's so true. Yeah. They actually like a lot of Russian women out here, like a lot of Russians. And nowadays, for, for a very interesting reason, they actually like a lot of French people. But man, like the number is rising. I think it's going to like overtake Russians like really soon. Because like every time I go out to like film a video, like a person of color, good number of times, they're like from France. I'm like, why are you like, why are you out here? Like, why? <laughs> Do you know why why this obsession with Korea? Why this obsession with Korean men? Do you have any idea? Because of the definitely how K dramas are being portrayed. So like for Western, like America, just Western um, movies in general, like the men are more bad boys and like very very masculine. You know, it's more like they're making the women go through you know like different type of emotions. And well, it, work for, it works for some people, but then like when it comes to Korea, they're very soft. They, they know how to take, their, take care of their women well. They'll go like to the ends of the earth for their women. They will potentially, if they could, they'll die for their partners. Like that is how they're portrayed. So it has, you know, created this type of um, interesting mindset to like the viewers. And people are like, oh, my God, I, I want this. Like, I don't want the toxic, you know, like, um, Western masculinity, you know, like, that have been been shown to us for, like, for years. Like, yeah, so I, I would say, you know, like, people are just more keen towards going to the, the softer side, just men taking care of their women and go through the ends of the earth. I'll, I'll say that that's the reason. And also Korean men are pretty. <laughs> they look very pretty, right? <laughs> Yeah, they they look very they look very interesting. I hmm, yeah, they look very interesting. Yeah, you're handsome. Yeah. Have you noticed anything about uh, the dating scene? It doesn't have to be your personal experience. It can be just from talking to people and you know having some sort of observations. Yeah, the dating scene out here is very very. It's different. It's different from like most part of the world and. I've made a lot of videos about like just dating in Korea and, and all that, but um, I would say some of the common things that uh, that is like, I don't know if it's just Korea only, but it's more so how fast their dating is. So once you are interested in someone, you get to, you, you just talk for like, maybe like a few days, you guys go out and you can just start dating like within a week. And then like, why you guys are in a relationship? That is when you start knowing the person. So. I would say like that is why some relationships like they don't last. A lot of Koreans actually go in and out of relationships like very fast because like you're knowing the person while in a relationship with them, not like before, you know, being in a relationship with them. So, yeah. Why is that? Have you kind of tried to understand why they go so fast into relationships? Honestly, I really haven't thought about it as much, but probably based on like the few conversations i've heard it's just more so some of them just can't deal with being alone like they just just always want to have in like partners and apparently like oh there are actually like a lot of couples in korea compared to like other countries although like i've asked a lot of koreans like why are there a lot of couples in korea and they're like 
is that really like Koreans don't know they actually like a lot of couples in Korea. It's the foreigners living in Korea that actually point that out. And I'm like, uh, I recently went to Europe. Uh, no, I mean, there are a lot of couples, but not as much as Seoul because Seoul is very dense. And when you go out, you just see every, almost everyone like just holding hands, like they're just with their partners. I'm like, oh, okay. It's interesting that you say that when you ask Koreans if they are more, you know, coupled up than other countries, they actually don't notice it. And I found that to be true all over the world. Like the fish in the water doesn't know that the water is wet, right? It's like that they have no point of comparison. But it is interesting that I wouldn't assume that like East Asians get so fast into relationships because I know, you know, Japan, we know it's one of the loneliest countries in the world. Um, you know, it's, it's actually, I made a video about Sweden being the most lonely country in the world, which it is as well. But Japan is on a whole other level with like artificial, you know, girlfriends and, you know, all these services and things like that. Like people really are lonely, I find. And I wonder if Korea is in a way the similar similar to Japan I don't want to say the same because it, it doesn't have that notoriety but is it similar to Japan and the fact that you think people are lonelier here or at least in Seoul in terms of loneliness oh people might probably be lonely because of long working hours and you just have to you know like be on your toes like just constantly working because everything here is like very fast-paced so like everyone is like always on the grind like they didn't just have time to like you know really chill like it's not all that peaceful much like in Seoul so I would say maybe like in that regard they might be a little bit lonely and that loneliness might actually tend to you know like oh okay like I need a partner with me to like you know to just quench that loneliness that I have because like I'm working non-stop and the little time I actually like, get to rest like I feel lonely so like I want someone to actually you know, like fill up that spot and have you ever seen those couples that dress similarly like i've heard that this is a trend in korea where you know if i'm gonna wear like a pink outfit my boyfriend will also wear a pink outfit have you seen that oh 100 like it's it's very common here it, it is like you're all um matching outfits not all of them but like a good chunk of them like they're matching outfits and sometimes i honestly like i just think it's cute personally i wouldn't do that yeah have you talked to, I, I actually, for a fact, I know that you have to talk to many couples that are like intercultural or biracial. Um, and has there been like an ongoing theme in a way of cultural difference or kind of miscommunication that these cultures have when dating? Hearing from my friends and also like foreigners in general, dating Korean, for foreigners, like we come from um, a certain type of um, maybe dating culture where it's like okay i'll first get to know you and i will get to you know like um like you know we'll start dating then but then like when they come out here it's like it's totally like the opposite and also like when it comes to like you know the matching outfits and all that like i don't see like a lot of foreigners doing that but then like you want like if you're with a korean partner that might want to do that it might also you know like create a, kind, a certain type of you know like um a certain type of cultural differences that might, you know, like be in, like, in terms of you know, like the dating culture out here. Maybe miscommunication in a way, right? Because yeah, exactly. And also like, um, like if you don't speak the language as well, language barrier is also like a very, you know, like huge thing. So your partner, maybe like they don't know as much English as you do and you don't know as much Korean as they do. So there might be a lot of miscommunication, like a lot of it. So if you speak Korean pretty well, then your dating experience out here like might be a lot different compared to like, someone that really doesn't, you know, I like, speak as much Korean. How did you learn Korean? What was the process like? Oh, okay. I went to school for a year, like a, a, an academy. So I learned Korean all day, every day, nonstop for a full year. I went to a Korean university that had all my major in Korean. So I had my professors teach me in Korean. I was the only foreigner in my school. And so I was just like in the Korean sphere for like a very long time. And just going out like day-to-day -day basis, just doing things, being immersed in the culture, looking at signs and, and all that, and watching a lot of dramas. Like for me, I just watch Korean dramas because 
I just love watching movies in general. No, like I'm just, yeah, I, that, that's what I do at home. So I do that. And um, I don't know, like over the years, like just naturally just came to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I What is people's uh, reaction when, you re when they realize that you speak Korean? <laughs> Are you talking about like the uh, the people on the street? Yeah, I mean, let's say you go to the supermarket and you you all of a sudden start speaking Korean to the cashier. What's the reaction? Oh no, nothing. Because the the reason why like you're not like um fascinated nowadays is because like a lot of foreigners actually like speak Korean nowadays. So like everybody's just like, oh okay, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Speaking of movies. Um, I also like watching a lot of movies, but when I watch Squid Games, I'm going to get murdered for this. <laughs> I, I liked it, but I found it to be overacted. And I don't know if this is the Korean way of acting, but like the main oh, actor, he was like overacting to a whole other level. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the Korean. Uh, that is, that was what I was saying, talking about, you know, like, um, why foreign women are more into you know, like Korean men nowadays is just because of like the over exaggeration over exaggeration of just very little things. So take for instance like okay, you have a guy that likes a girl. He is going to do every everything in his power to confess to this girl through actions and through words. So let's say you know like they decide to um, like meet go for coffee dates all that stuff they haven't had their first kiss they haven't had like any serious you know like um skinship but um their first kiss is gonna be very dramatic <laughs> no like it's it, it's for real like it's gonna be very dramatic it's either like okay she trips and then like he catches her and then like the camera angle like rotates that scene like a million times and then like the moment the lock leaps they don't even kiss like they just lock lips it's gonna be shown like for a whole one minute straight. I'm like, come on, like we're adults, like just just get it done with, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of an exaggeration in their acting. Yeah. And it's very sweet and innocent. That's what it seems like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is why that is why people like it. I mean, some people like it too. Yeah, I find that. I mean, in general, I think. Well, I think Japan is kind of like that although i think japan is known for its weird little kinks um <laughs> like selling used underwear in vending machines and things like that but yep it's a thing yeah and um and they do have a lot of interesting like services that have nothing to do with sex actually it's just more about companionship which yeah. i think really fills the void that they're that they're feeling but mm. when it comes to korea i do think it's it's just so cute you know everything is so sweet and 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 I and I I heard that it's also very rare to see couples actually kissing um, outside. Do, do you oh. ever see any public displays of affection between couples besides holding hands, of course? Uh, not really. If you notice that. Yeah, like you're just holding hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe sometimes, like very very few times. Maybe you catch. No, you, I, I've never seen anyone kissing like out in the public. No, peck, mm, not really. Honestly, like just holding hands, maybe hugging. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Ha yeah. Have you? And by the way, this is only if you want to share. But have you had any dating experiences in Korea with Koreans? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm currently, you know, like in a relationship right now, like with a Korean, mm -hmm. long term, three year, and before I met my current partner, like. I also, you know, like had my own fair share of um, like going on dates in Korea. Okay, and have you noticed any differences personally? Um, any miscommunication that you've experienced? Oh, hundred percent of the time, yeah. It's more so um, like, you know, let's say um, I, my previous, not my Korean partner right now, but like my previous partners, like, okay, I wanna. I want to go like out to like you know meet my friends just hang out you know like just just have um like a regular you know like just boys out but then it's like okay uh they want you to like you know be with them like constantly like they just want that constant you know like affection i'm like i mean like i get we're dating you know and all that but like you know there's also i personally i feel like there's you need time like apart 
not not that much time, just like a little bit of time, like apart, but like this person, like they don't tend to, you know, like understand that, you know, like I have a life like outside in like our relationship. So I would say like, it did not happen like one time, it happened in like with multiple, you know, like um, Koreans that I met like in the past. And I think it's actually like, you know, um, like a theme out here and also like hearing from like other friends as well. Some of them like tend to possess and like that um, habit, you know, like in terms of like wanting to always and like be with their partner, like just hanging out with you, like seeing them every day, texting every minute of the day. Yeah, it's, it's it can be a little bit um yeah choking. suffocating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a thing of like if we're together, then we're really like fully into each other. We're together twenty four seven. Oh yeah, like we're doing everything together. Yeah, that's something I'm not sure I could personally do because, I mean, I, I like being with someone, but I think you can only appreciate your partner if you take some time away. You can't just be together in each other's space all the time, you know? Thank you. Thank you. They don't know, like, personal personal bound space that, no, doesn't exist out here. It doesn't. Yeah, that's very interesting. I and That's really such a cultural thing because... There are certain cultures that really need that space. And of course, it comes down, comes down to personality, of course, but uh, a lot of it has to do with culture, I've learned. That like, you know, with certain cultures, it's like if you're together, you really have to do everything together. Um, and how is it in Nigeria? I mean, if you have to generalize, because I know that Nigeria as well, like it has different tribes and different cultures within those tribes, potentially. Honestly, I never dated in Nigeria. I never dated in Nigeria. I honestly, but I don't know. I, I don't know how it is in Nigeria. Honestly, I have no idea. So we talked about the things that you liked about living in Korea. What are the things that you don't like? What are the things that bother you? That, or not necessarily bother you, but are just completely alien to you? Yeah, it's hard making friends out here. For me, I actively don't like search for friends, I, I honestly like don't cause like I just, I prefer to just be alone. But um, I tried making like friends with Koreans and I found out that like there's this, there's a certain type of, you know, like um, mentality they have, not all Koreans of course. Well, when I was in university, I, there was this guy that, you know, like I just, I we clicked well, you know, like I was taking, you know, um, a course like in his department and we got along well and everything but there's some times where he he looks down on me like in a certain like in a certain type of way like i said like it's not all koreans but like it's just probably like it's just in like him and he sometimes makes some certain type of statements that it's really like doesn't make sense like even like if it's just the both of us but it's more of the fact that he mostly looks down on me in general that you know really you know like um make me put a stop in you know, like making trying to make friends out here and he wasn't like the only one that I actually tried making friends with like i've also tried making friends with other koreans as well and i, I just i tend to see like a certain type of pattern like in them that just doesn't sit right with me like i don't want to have to deal with this whole thing i'll, I'll tell you, you know, like that is one of um the the parts that i don't necessarily like but of course, like I currently have a, a, a Korean friend right now that really doesn't possess you know, like those habits, and which I mean is actually like you know really good. But generally, I, I would say you know like yeah, that that has been like one of the hardest part, or like one of the parts that I really don't like about living in Korea. Just the fact that I can't easily like just connect with someone, just make friends instantly, and just like not have to over stress about it. Yeah, I find Korea is an interesting place. I feel like they have certain rules or certain maybe just the way that they that they connect and the way they communicate can be quite tough for a foreigner to understand unless you unless you've lived there for most of your life potentially. So I wonder if it has to do with that. And there's many places around the world where people complain about making friends and. I think East Asia is not the easiest place overall. Like yeah, it is not. Most just like when you're a foreigner and it's, yeah, like it is just, you know, like honestly, like looking for, you know, like uh, long-term friendships, it's, it's, it's very hard. Yeah, people that actually like have friends, but it's not that much. It, it's very few, very, very few. So then do you make friends with foreigners? What is your uh, go-to? It's um I have 
a lot of more foreign friends than Korean friends. Yeah. So maybe I, people that I met through, you know, like modeling or um, shooting interviews. Yeah, type of thing. So you did modeling in Korea. Yes. <laughs> well, you know where I'm going with this. I'm genuinely interested the the beauty trends and um and the, and all that fine stuff that everybody loves to to go deep into. But what have you noticed about the modeling industry that was different? And I don't know if you did it as well in Nigeria or if you just started out in Korea. Yeah, so I never did modeling in Korea uh, in Nigeria. Only had did modeling in Korea, and out here I would say it's pretty interesting. Like just like I said earlier on, like as a foreigner, the opportunities you get like to do modeling, to, the opportunities you get like is just a lot more out here. And one of them is like you know to be able to be a model, and it might not be for everybody. It's just fitting like a certain type of standard, like in general. Standard just across the world, not like only Southeast Asia. So just you've been thin, skinny, you know, like just um, conventionally attractive. You you'll be fine. Yeah. Do you feel like you get a lot of opportunities because you are foreign? Like you have a foreign look. Is there more demand for it? Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. For like a Caucasian person, guy, girl, it's they will prefer like blonde hair and like really pale skin if you have blue eyes yeah but they don't really care about the eyes as much but like just blonde pale skin just conventionally attractive you'd have a very successful modeling career out here for black people it's more so you have to look very you have to have a certain type of hairstyle like mine they consider that, like you know like, pretty cool i just want like that very cool vibe from you you know i'm like oh, okay <laughs> that's type of thing. so yeah it, it's very stereotypical but yeah has korea changed you at all as a person oh 100 percent. so i don't used to talk back home i am i used to be a very quiet person like i i had few words in my vocabulary out yeah like yeah I, I used to do uh I used to be that person, but like after coming to Korea, like I I I, I yeah, I had no idea I talked a lot. Yeah. Compared to Koreans. <laughs> yeah, compared yeah, compared. I talk a lot. Uh yeah, I, I talk a lot and you know, but just generally it's my mindset and like just change in general as because I, I tend to meet different type of people from different countries and different um mindsets. So being able to like just be out here and see, you know, um, a culture that is very similar back home has just, you know, try to, you know, like make me understand, be more understanding to people of homogenous societies. Yeah, I wonder if you, yeah, as, as, we, as we said before, like the fact that you are more introverted, like you've met people that are more and more introverted and that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable uh in your own skin because i think when you're pressured to be out there and to be outgoing and you just don't feel that way you tend to close up more like i don't yeah. really want to be a part of this mm. uh but in a korean culture everyone's a little bit shy so it's just a little bit easier yeah 100 percent. would you say like you're uh, a outgoing person are you, are you introverted I would say I am, but I think the older that I get, the more I kind of look like I am, but the more I become, it's like I need people a little bit less sometimes. That's what I've started noticing. I don't know. I used to be extremely outgoing, and but as a child, I was introverted. So I think I'm a self-taught extrovert. Like I'm not oh, a natural extrovert, if that makes sense. But with doing what I'm doing, with, with doing what you're doing, you have to be somewhat extroverted because you know like our focus is people and you know it's not like you put a camera in front of your face and you're good to go because that's the introverts type of youtube channel right like going out and talking to people you have to be somewhat extroverted or at least you, you need to act it you know but i think the big thing with being introverted or uh extroverted is where do you get your energy from like does being out with people suck you dry and i've started feeling more and more that it does sometimes. Mm. Um, like I, I enjoy it, but I'm okay just to be on my own after a while, just to kind of balance it out. Whereas I know people that are just going out and going out and meeting people and meeting people and they, they love it. Yeah. I don't think I'm that type of person anymore. Mm. I, I, I don't know how you feel about this. 
Oh no, hundred percent. Like same here. Like for me, like uh, I just in a day, I just want to meet one person for a, a few hours. That's it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done already. You know, going back to YouTube, do you feel like your work brings you joy? Like, what is something that you love about you know creating these videos? What's your what's your inspiration for that? Being able to meet different people from different backgrounds and being the opportunities it opens. It's, it's shocking. It is. It is shocking. It's. I'm like. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, okay. So, uh, if like if I wasn't doing YouTube, I wouldn't have met certain type of people. I wouldn't have gone to certain type of places. So, I would definitely say like that is one of um, and also like I, surprising like people really enjoy. Some people actually like really enjoy you know, like the videos that I made. They're like, oh, okay, like um. Just by watching your videos, I've been able to, you know, like understand the Korean culture better, which, you know, it, it's actually really nice to hear, you know, like as someone that is creating like, you know, this kind of content with a, with not necessarily like a, a, a certain type of like agenda, but just like, okay, like here's the culture. If it's for you, great. If it's not for you, you know, like live it, you know, type of thing. And, you know, I just seen um, some positive response, like, you know, coming out of that is actually very rewarding. No, I 100% agree. Like, I, I love creating videos, even though you definitely go through periods of time where it's just incredibly difficult, you know, and that's something that people don't really think about. But social media and creating content can really become your life. If you don't know how to stop it, it can really take over your life. I, I you haven't, I don't know how long you've been doing this for, how many years? Five five years okay so we're yeah i get that as well I, i've been doing it for i think over seven years at this point but uh you definitely go through stages of just uh i love this but i love this but this is difficult and but i can't imagine doing anything else and as you said it opens up so many opportunities and it's just such an interesting way to live mm -hmm. because when you're working nine to five in a job you kind of know how it's gonna go you know and and there's no freedom in it either whereas with what we're doing i think it's so it's just exciting to go out and talk to people. And when you are stressed out, when you're out on the street and no one's stopping and those kind of things, like you can't, like you, you, you're no longer enjoying the process. Yeah. But sometimes looking back, looking back, you're like, this is cool. I actually didn't enjoy it at the moment. Right. <laughs> Literally a hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Like just the process of like creating like one video, it's like, I don't want to do this. Like, I just want to stop. But like after, you know, like you see the results, it's like, oh, okay. Like you totally forget, like you actually even went through, you know, like a certain type of thing. I'm like, oh. Do you edit the videos yourself? Yeah. Okay. So you do everything from, I guess, except for videography. Yeah. I mean, I, I do the videography as well, but it's like, um, like I also like, you know, have another friend that would just, and I like, just help each other out. Like film is also like a content creator as well here in Korea. So, but other than that, like when I'm making like very specific videos, like, I don't know, like that just like reach out to people like through Instagram, then like I just set set up my tripod and you know I just film those people. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So what is what is your plan then? Is your plan to stay in Korea indefinitely or do you plan to go back to Nigeria at some point? Or is it option C to go somewhere else? I'm gonna be in Korea for a very long time. Like I just love living out here and I'm currently like in the process of like working towards getting my resident visa, my permanent resident visa here. So hopefully that works out, but I don't see myself like going any other place, but I'm going to be traveling back home like from time to time. I don't see myself living there. Other countries, not really. Korea is just going to be, you know, like a place I'm going to um, settle in for a very long time. Is there a specific reason that I feel like I've gone over this and over this with you, but is there a specific reason that Korea speaks to your heart? If you had to kind of pick one thing about it. Just because of the comfort, like it's very comfortable, comfortable transportation, ease of, you know, like access to like the most basic things, like they're, they're, they're convenience stores, like every two seconds, like from you, transportation is like very fast, very efficient. There's, there's also like a lot of things to do because like a lot of international people like come out here so you can tend to meet different type of people from different type of countries. There's just so much you can actually do out here, although like it can be, it can get far from like the rest of the world. But other than that, I'll just, for me, I, I look for comfort and Korea is very comfortable. But what about other countries that are comfortable? Why not those countries? Are there any other countries that are comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't think I know. <laughs> That's a good question. Actually, Canada is very is expensive. It? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, but I guess like if comparing to Korea, Korea is like it lives in another century. We're definitely behind. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I haven't been to Canada. Do you live in Canada? I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I haven't been to Canada, but like Korea in general, like it's in terms of like technology, everything is like very forward. Just like I said, like everything is very efficient. I heard that Canada, Canada is like very big. You have to probably travel by car. I don't know how to drive. I am a trans like subway person or bus or whatever. So yeah, how, how is the transportation system in Canada? It's okay. Um, most people hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I feel like most people love it too. So, yeah. Yeah. No, Korea is definitely like I. There's no point of comparison. I think you know it's. And again, I'm not saying Canada. Canada is an okay place to live, but I, I wouldn't say I, I love it. Um, so th that's why it's interesting for me as well. Like, what makes you say Korea? Because I wonder what it is about different countries that you know we find the environment that works well for us. There's something about different countries that speaks a language that's home to us and it may not be the country that we're born in and so i find that's interesting with a lot of people that move because you just have that feeling you come to a place and you're like hmm this feels comfortable like this feels like home you know and it's sometimes you can't put a word on it exactly like you may say that it's comfortable and it's this but there may be something else that you really love about korea and you just it's just the feeling that you get you know yeah. so i find that's interesting and why why in canada well, I honestly, I moved here with my parents when I was 12. So we moved from Russia and I've been kind of going back and forth on moving here, moving there. I've lived in Europe. I've lived in Mexico and I am still trying to find that place where I do feel at home. And uh, I think, uh, you know, there could be so many factors that are just right in a place that you live in, but it may not speak your language in a way like you may still feel like, hmm. This is not, not the right atmosphere for me, you know? And so I haven't, I, I, for me, Canada and Toronto specifically hasn't really felt like home, I think for many years. Yeah. But to find that place, I think it's a very lucky feeling where you mm -hmm. say, you know what? I'm okay. Like I can travel once in a while, but I don't need to be kind of running around and searching for that place to call home because I feel really good here. And I think that's a feeling that not many people have. And especially the more that you start moving around, the more, the, the easier it is to lose like kind of that feeling of stability and, and home. Cause you could be in so many different places and each place has its own feeling. And so people can get lost like that, I find. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But like, did you see yourself like ever coming out to Asia? I do, I, yes, you, you I do. I definitely do. I think um, my my goal was to come out to Asia in the spring. So hopefully I can make that happen because if I go, I would like to go to Korea and Japan. And if I go to Japan, I definitely want to stay at least a month because there's just so much content to be made in Japan specifically, well, in Korea as well. But Japan specifically, it's like incredibly fascinating to me. And just in general, like Asia, you could definitely make a whole bunch of content. And even for myself as well, I have never been um i'm more of a slower paced person so personally i don't know if it kind of speaks my you know language like i like the slower place so i lived in portugal and that was more my style like very laid back um medieval in comparison to seoul but um yeah i kind of like that slower pace of living but in terms of food and in terms of just uh the way the systems work and everything yeah korea is amazing i eat korean food all the time so oh really what yes, is I do. <laughs> honestly i like uh i like kimchi fried rice i, I don't know if that's even a, you have that in korea because i'm like what if they invented this in canada and it wasn't a thing <laughs> it's good it's good oh yeah no it's out here it's out here yeah kimchi fried bibimbap, yeah. bibimbap is nice i like that as well i love the, the side dishes kimchi like it's just i love it i love i love the little side dishes that you get with it yeah for me honest like I, I don't do korean side dishes it's just like no i just for me i just eat mains that's it like that's i would do back home like in nigeria I just have main i'm pretty sure like canada is just like main that's it no no sides i feel like canada doesn't have any food culture at all it's just our food culture is the food culture of every other culture so like we'll mm -hmm. have nigerian we'll have korean we'll have uh filipino whatever but like there's not really a culture of food but being russian for me we do have a lot of like dishes 
So I think that's probably where it comes from. But it is funny because I used to live in Portugal and they had no Korean food there. And I suffered so much because like in Toronto, Korean food is huge. We have so many Koreans here. We have a whole Korean neighborhood. So I learned to make kimchi just because I had no other choice. Like there was a point, it, it was crazy. There was a point I was going to these Austrian guys' house to get kimchi from them. And I started thinking, why am I going to Austrian people's house to get kimchi? Like this is bizarre. <laughs> so I had to learn to make it. <laughs> Yeah, literally that that is that is that is really amazing. I, I love I love how like halfway through it, you're like, tell me about yourself. <laughs> you can see the interviewer coming out. Yeah, literally a little bit, a little bit. I'm just trying like you know keep it in. <laughs> no, I really love it. I, I I think like we're similar that way, where it's like you getting interviewed and you're like, mm, but I'm curious about you. Tell me about yourself. I know, so. I, know I know. Like yeah, yeah. even you, yeah, I've been talking about me like the whole day. Like no, nah, I just want to you know like, yeah. No, it was really fascinating. Thank you so much for chatting to me. And guys, if you want to check out Jerry's channel, I'm going to link to it below. His channel is called K Explorer. And if you're interested in Korean culture, that's the best channel to go to because you, you really do explore it in incredible depth and talk to real people and really get uh, insights on living in Korea, dating in Korea, intercultural relationships and all that kind of stuff. So uh, go check it out and stay tuned for next week's episode uh, where we feature another country. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you for having me.